Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Because I was making less and less, people would be engaging less and less. And then when I would release something, it might get like, I was upset, like not obsessed with views, but like you definitely notice it and can gauge your reaction. And say if something got like a fraction of the views, an old video would get. It used to be such a gut punch, you know. It's yeah. like, oh, I put so much time into that. And like, oh, they just, just it's like, does nobody care? Like, I put hours into that. But yeah. you have to accept that nobody made you make this. Nobody owes you anything, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, it has to be for you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balancing Acts. In this conversation, I talk with comedian, actor and writer Sean Burke. Perfect. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Balancing Acts is now made in association with The Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a a two-minute video, one of my characters on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. So yes, Sean is a comedian, writer, actor and presenter. He is the head writer and performer for Dream Team FC, a football comedy site with over 3 million followers. He was recently in the cast for the Radio 1 comedy sketch show What Is Music Videos on BBC iPlayer and was the host of Channel 4's Hollywood Hijack, an online comedy series, but more about that later. And also, sorry, not forgetting the winner of the Comedy Crowd TV's shorts competition for his character creation, Danny Kay. Sean began his comedy career by launching his YouTube channel, which now has over 40,000 subscribers. That led him to then hosting Channel 4's Hollywood Hijacked, an online comedy series based around celebrity interviews where Sean plays this out-of-work desperate actor. Very funny. interviews the likes of Emily Blunt, The Rock and Kevin Hart. Those interviews went viral. We talk about that and then how also the series ended prematurely and kind of the effect that had on Sean. We talk about his whole approach really to releasing comedy content, the benefits of sticking to a release schedule. Sean now is committed to releasing one sketch a week. We also discuss how we went through a period of questioning what he should be writing and releasing and how that led to a bout of anxiety and how he got past that. He breaks down how he structures his day as if it was kind of a regular working day, you know, as if he was working in the office and he tries to work regular hours from sort of 10 till 6 and 
he explains how that is of benefit to I guess to his overall mental health to a certain degree because he explains that previously when he didn't have a structure he might be just watching tv in the evening and start to feel guilty for it because he felt like he should be writing or working which is a theme that's come up you know on various episodes on this podcast with other guests so we talk about that he dies in deep explaining how he will test different videos on various platforms to see what's working for that particular audience which i found really interesting uh sean explains why he doesn't feel ready to set up a patreon page yet and yeah we talk about why it's so important to release regularly and consistently because all it takes is like a couple of sketches to go viral and suddenly you're on everyone's radar outside of comedy talks uh, sean talks about his love for solo cinema trips going on long walks and uh lots more this was a real great chat got a lot of time for sure he's very very funny, smart, hardworking. And uh, yeah, it was great to sit down with him and go in deep. I think you're going to get a lot from this one. So over to Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too. I thought, you know what? For once, I'm going to start off professionally, this podcast, rather than sort of, it, it, it sort of be a... Um, like a casual bit. intro. Yeah. And you're sort of like, has, you're like, has it started or has it not started? Uh, I very clearly told you that started good by I, that opener. It's much like I've worn a tuxedo as well, so I, it's very formal and regimented as I had hoped. Yeah, I, I was wondering why I felt <laughs> a need to be so formal, but now you've just hit the nail on the head. Thank you. It's, it's a nice tuxedo. Yeah, is the monocle too much? No, no, no. It's no. it's perfect. It, is it's per- two monocles too much though? Because then oh. I should have just gotten glasses. No, I think there can never be enough monocles <laughs> really in life. Um, I didn't. It wasn't a dress code. You decided to come here no, and accord. Is, let's be clear. I insisted on the tuxedo. Yeah. That's all me. And I do feel slightly embarrassed that I'm not wearing one. It is your home, though. So this I wouldn't is let true. anyone judge me in my own home for what I wear. No, I, I know, but I feel like I should be matching you. <laughs> I would fair. genuinely love it if you had turned up in a tuxedo. Uh, I should have. Or a tuxedo onesie as well, because that's got the loungewear aspect and the formality which is true do you own a onesie <laughs> I don't no I've never owned one no I think it's a step too far yeah <laughs> it's a formal on the formal side of things or oh no on the loungewear yeah you look like a giant baby you know yeah no you do there's Unless no way around a tuxedo that and, listen this is a whole rabbit hole I'm getting down into but yeah I'm, I'm happy with the sweatpants and a nice big t-shirt yeah, that sort of does it for me. Yeah. It does yeah. it for me. So you feel like almost like a cozy girlfriend who is borrowing your boyfriend's exactly. clothes. Exactly. Oh my God. I was literally said that to somebody yesterday walking around my house. Must be the best feeling. <laughs> it's like, I am so happy with my giant boyfriend. He makes me feel so safe. I just want a giant boyfriend. <laughs> Especially in these months. I'm bloody freezing at the moment. I, I literally put in my things to do list, yeah. which I do every morning. <laughs> Buy a portable heater because it's so <laughs> cold in here. It's bloody freezing. I, in the morning, when yeah. I do this, I, when I meditate in the morning, yeah. I have to wear a puffer jacket. Are you serious? Now, and also, I tell you what's been a, a, a game changer this year. For the mm. first year, I wear long johns. Really? Oh, man. Have you done it before? I've bought them and I've weirdly never worn them yet. Mate, let me tell you, it yeah. is a game changer. The only reason why yeah. I bought them is because I, I went to India at the beginning of the year. Right. And the plan was to go to the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. But when we went out there to India, everyone was like, you're mad, don't go to the Himalayas, it's going to be freezing. So I had mm-hmm. these long johns that I packed with me, never yeah. used them once, we didn't go to the Himalayas. Yeah. But I have used them since I've come back, every day. <laughs> they stink, interesting? but they're very warm. Mm. And so comfy, presumably. I, I actually are. have I have long johns for a similar reason. I was going to Iceland last year. Okay. And everybody was like, it's going to be freezing. Get layers. 
and then I got them, but it actually wasn't that cold. Right. So I never, I still have never used them, but okay. really, I got them for a holiday. So it'd be perfect maybe for a onesie, but not, long johns yeah. would have been a step too far. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a whole thing. That's like, I don't know, they just remind me of like pirates and stuff, you know, that kind of era of, oh, yeah. of clothes, you know? Yeah. So anywhere else are useful though. <laughs> I, uh. I've got. I go. I go to this co-working space to write, mm-hmm. and uh, what's great about it is they throw in these yoga classes. And for some reason, I haven't gone once since I've joined. Really? And I went last week yeah, yeah. for the first time, and I forgot to bring any of my sports gear in. But I had my long johns on, <laughs> stripped off my jeans. Really? And oh, perfect! It was, it was totally legit. <laughs> totally legit. I need to give them a. I need to give them a run out. I, I'm just to uh, make listeners aware. I have no uh, stake in long johns. <laughs> I don't earn any commission. Steve, what are all these boxes of long johns in your living room against the wall here? Is and, that related to anything? Got to make money somehow, man. This podcast on enemy shit. I need to get rid of a thousand long johns before March. Hey, might be a... I mean, I probably missed the boat now. We're <laughs> yeah. in spring. We're going into spring. That's how you got them so cheap, obviously. That's how I got them so cheap, yeah. You know, oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, well, it's very good to see you. Likewise. We were saying before, we haven't seen each other for about, it's about a year I and a so, half yeah. or something. Yeah, over a year now. But it's it seems like we've been in touch because... Social media. Social media. We like each other's stuff. Exactly. We're very supportive on very social supportive. media. Very supportive. The yeah. likes are, and, the, and the, the laugh emojis on Instagram particularly hey. just flying back and forth. They like, mean a lot to me. Like a game of Pong, you know, it's just... they just back and forth. You yeah. give it, you know, you give what you get. No, it's just some serious casual lull flirting <laughs> going on there and uh, I always appreciate it. Mm. So, Likewise. <laughs> you can go on. So we were talking just before we started recording and I and I said, no, we, we need to stop this. We'd save it for yeah. the podcast. How you are at the moment, I would say, in beast mode uh, when it comes to mm. content right now. Mm. Yeah. I've always been impressed with your with oh, your uh, work ethic because <laughs> you've always been releasing regularly. Mm. And, but now it seems like you've upped a level. Yeah, yeah. At the, since the start of this year and kind of, well, yeah, since the start of this year, I've been making... Um, for those who don't know, I've been making comedy sketches on on the internet for years now, somewhat sporadically. Like I, at first, when I started out, I was way more consistent, but then you know things change and you have jobs and everything. But uh, what I want to be is a, a comedian like yourself. I want to be doing this full time. So this year, I said it's it's now or never, you know. And also, coincidentally, I've stopped drinking lately as well. Okay. So I've felt really, really good, really? which helps, and you find you have more time to do these things. And my aim has just been to do one sketch a week. Okay. And um, they're not hugely overly produced. Like, you know, it's it's usually like I film them and edit them myself and get all my friends as well are usually like actors or comedians as well. So I can usually make them at short enough notice. And and at the moment, I've just been saying, right, because last year it got to a stage where I was I was so down. I was like, I wasn't making anything. I was like, no, they won't like that or no, that'll, that'll be irrelevant. And at that stage, I was making nothing. And I was like, how is this a better option ever? You Interesting. Know? So you were saying before, mm. uh, before we started recording, that, you know, you almost felt a sense of fear about releasing mm. something because it might be judged, etc. Yeah. Was that last year then? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... That's interesting to me because you've been releasing stuff for years. Mm. So what was it that led you to get to a point where actually you started to, uh, I guess, second guess what you were making and, and actually, I don't know, having a sense of fear about releasing it? Um, it was, I, I think, because over the years, I'd slowly kind of slumped and like and started doing it less and less. 
And so my job for luckily for work, I, I like I make videos like that as well. So yeah. I'm still with Dream Team, which is like a football website and I make comedy sketches with them. So now I'd be doing that consistently, and but that's part of a team. You know, yeah. it's not just me. So that's it's easier in a way, isn't it? As part of a team, absolutely. Because you're bouncing ideas of other people. Exactly, you've got tons of ideas, and if it flops, then it's on all of you. And and even if it flops, to be honest, it's not that big of a deal. You know, we just kind of got over it. And I was like, why am I so precious about my own writing? I should apply this attitude to my own stuff. So on my own, like social channels, which is how I got into it in the first place. And um. Yeah, it was kind of, it's just like I said, I re, like I hit a brick wall. I don't know what, exactly what happened. I think it was just accumulated over the last couple of years, really, where I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, oh, should I, maybe should I write like uh, a sitcom idea or, or a mini series or something? And I was like, no, you just need to be making stuff regularly and not be so precious about it. So like, I, I'm pretty confident at this stage I can write a good comedy sketch. And uh, and I've what I've learned is that, people want more like you you spend weeks thinking of the perfect idea i used to like torture myself i'd go into a cafe or something with a notepad and pen and think right come on what can i do and like i'd write off tons of stuff and things you don't like overthinking it really kills it in the end because i ended up making nothing like i said like i said so for this year um i i like like i said i was feeling better as well and i was like i'm just gonna give it a proper go like it like it's now or never so for now uh, i'm just gonna try keep this experiment up for the meantime which is uh like one video a week to be regular um i'm not great with like maintaining social media like i i don't like the idea of well it's not like i don't like the idea it's just i'm not naturally extroverted in that way some people are so at ease with posting stories and videos and stuff but i'm usually even down to a tweet i'm like i've i've, I've read that like four or five times you yeah, know before yeah. even if it's like a throwaway tweet it might appear that way but i i'm i don't i couldn't obviously couldn't speak for everyone but i'm sure pretty much everyone is the same mm. in that respect although yeah, you're looking at someone who's got he's pretty um legendary on twitter or whatever yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing the same thing they're going to be looking over that like three four times before yeah. they they spit out there yeah true you get some people obviously who just just really just send out yeah. verbal diarrhea and mm. sometimes that can get them in trouble mm, yeah um but yeah i think that's probably standard i'd imagine yeah yeah i guess so you said that um you felt better mm-hmm. and that sort of that uh you know that sort of led you on to start releasing content more regularly when you say you felt better mm. Is, is, do you mean in relation to you sort of like not feeling as fearful or what do you, were you feeling depressed or what, what was it that you weren't feeling, I don't know, that made you then feel better? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basically what, what you said there, probably I wouldn't say depression, but certainly like anxiety and maybe like symptoms of that. Are surrounding uh, yeah, this, this whole yeah. thing about releasing content. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, and, and the longer I left it without one, you know, the, the more I thought about it and kind of feared releasing one. But then I... Um, I, I did um actually i was sick for a bit last the end of last year but that meant i wasn't drinking anyway and even despite the fact i wasn't sick or i was sick the fact that i hadn't like been drinking meant i still felt great in a way and i was like yeah. it really takes a while for you to realize like oh my god this is how i'm supposed to feel all the time you know if right. i wasn't drinking yeah so like uh like physically like i felt great and i felt like energetic and uh and also like mentally i was just happier and then what I realized as well, it was like, um, I feel like there's a perfect word for this, but basically the more videos I made, that made me feel like I was being productive and doing what I was supposed to do, which would make me feel happier, which would make me want to make more videos to keep it up. And that's kind of the mindset I'm in now where it's like, right, I should either be 
learning to do a new skill, like whether it's editing or, or filming in some way or writing or producing. And like I would treat the week like it's Monday to Friday, like a job. Because uh, at the moment I'm like, I'm like three days a week to, uh, making the, the football stuff, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then the other days, like I would treat just like an actual, like like a regular work day. Like it dawned on me, it's like you, ha- you have to put in the work. There's nothing special. I know like it's, it, it's nice to be making like funny stuff like this, but you still have to put in the hours, you know, in the same way. I, um, so give, uh, break down what would be like a typical day then. What time would you start and go on to and, and how do you break, how do you sort of divide the day? Usually like I'm usually, like I wouldn't lie in too long, but I usually start around 10 a.m. to okay. be honest. So yeah. some people would get up way earlier than that. Fair play to them. I, don't, I was never that much of a morning person, but I, I, and also it's just nice to, uh, is it called circadian rhythm? To, to maintain that. I still yeah. get up the same time I get up if I was going to work, basically. Okay. So Cadian Rhythm is, has to be the name of a band on a set note as well. <laughs> or a cocktail. Yeah. It's something. It just sounds way too cool for it what does, it is. It does, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But, uh, I just, we'll Google that after. Yeah, exactly. What is the origins of this amazing sounding phrase? But uh, I, Sketching that. Yeah, that's true. You got that uh, circadian rhythm, you know? Hey, you wake kid. up at 8 a.m. on the dot. You got that circadian rhythm. You're going to be a star. You're going to be a star, kid. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I'd wake up same time I would if I was going into work and um, and treat it the same way, which is when you are the boss, trust me, I know it's difficult. It's like, right, I am in charge of yeah. enforcing this. Tough. But it became to the stage where I was like, well, remember how miserable it made me feel when I would let myself slack off and do whatever. And that I still wasn't, at the end of the day, wasn't happier for it. You know, like I was just being a bit lazy. But now I know, say, right, I might sit down. What would an average day uh day off usually lately because i'm trying to make one video a week my plan is to just bank a load of ideas so there's always something to write and the sketches are like two pages two two three pages scripts yeah yeah so you'll write scripts during the day yeah yeah okay and how what's your brainstorming how, how what's your brainstorming process um usually so well, like, you know yourself, like, stuff just occurs to you. Sure. Yeah, every now and then. Right and down in the phone or voice notes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Straight in the phone. So, uh, and lately I've been doing more topical stuff. So, at the start of the year I made, of course, Brexit's kicked in and I have an Irish passport and I was out with a couple of friends for dinner one night and they were talking about an Irish passport like it was the hottest accessory to have. <laughs> and like, they're like, have you got an Irish passport? Oh my God, I have to get an Irish passport. And then one of them asked me if I had an Irish passport. And to, to those who don't know, I am Irish. So yes, I have an Irish passport. Um, but then I was like, oh, there's something in that, the way they're talking about it. And it's such a formal piece of documentation. Yeah. So I made a sketch about that where it was treating this, um, like, now obviously a lot of English or people in the UK are entitled to Irish passports anyway. I think you need to have one grandparent. But the idea was to the, those few who don't, uh, they're they're doing anything they can to get one. Uh, so they're like getting them from like counterfeit passport dealers. And I was the passport dealer in this case because I'm Irish and my, I got my uh, my friend Corey to be the guy like desperately looking for one. And I released that the week of Brexit as well. So like it lined up nicely. So that that's a good one. That's usually dropped on your lap. I mean, that probably won't be as relevant next year. But when it when it's really uh, topical, 
that's that's the time of strike obviously yeah it's like um when i had my youtube channel signed to maker studios they were Ooh. all about uh doing sketches tied around tentpole events it's that kind of thing oh really yeah, yeah. Oh, can yeah. you hear that's that's Brian, the next door neighbour. He he seems to time it perfectly and only comes out and barks when I'm recording a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, no, he's, he, I, I've said before, he clearly wants to be a guest. Yeah. Um, and this is his way of trying to get noticed. So, I mean, he's he's tenacious. He's tenacious, that. yeah. To be fair, he does some great impressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, he's, he's gone quiet now because he knows we're talking about him. Oh, right. But as soon as, 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 soon as we go back yeah. into it... Yeah, you know, but what can you do? What can you do? Is it picked up? I think it's a nice, uh, nice little, you know, detail it's, in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know. think what, what, the, oh, there he is. <laughs> the, the plan is to uh, just record the bark, a solo recording mm. the bark, and, and then get a beat underneath and then just have that as a new intro for the yes. podcast. Um, I might go down and ask the neighbour if they can um, put him inside because yeah. this could be a, Is a this thing. a podcast re-owner, is it? It's a bark and dog. Well, I mean, can you hear it? I can hear it. I can hear it maybe more because I've got the earphones yeah, yeah, in. I'm yeah. going to ask them if they can uh, sure. bring it. There we go. There we go. I uh, I sacrificed cordial relations with <laughs> with the neighbour for the sake of audio ambience on the podcast wow. episode. Brian is no longer. Uh, literally, I have uh, I've killed him. He's gone. No, no. He's um, he's a lovely dog. He is a lovely dog. He's just uh, he likes a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. It's bedtime though. It's bedtime. I think so. It's mm. it's midnight. Yeah, yeah. We record late. Late. Yeah, that's why we have these tuxedo parties. It, it just, you know, with the hour that we're at, I came straight from a cocktail party, as I am as you do to do. You know me. You're uh, a big fan of cocktail parties. On a Monday night as well. Yeah. Um, you you particularly, isn't he the meetup.com ones that you, you're a big fan of? <laughs> uh, you know, from time to time, but you know. Have you ever uh, been to a meetup event? <laughs> no. Yeah, I have. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I've been to one. I can't remember where it was. I've been to one before. I think I might have been to a script writing one. There's oh, all sorts. I think I have actually. Yeah. Is this where just um just uh, random like collaborators but are, come like, together? Yeah. Come together, or it's yeah. like if you've got a, a general interest. I actually went. To, I went to a coding one back in the day. Really. There was a period of time where I thought about coding. Yeah. And I I did an online course and I went to it, but um, no, it was like it was like being with people that spoke a completely different language. Oh, I see. They were into coding, and you were big just, time. You were into coding. Y- yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was more sort of like a passing yeah. <laughs> idea well yeah. not, not even a fad yeah yeah i see yeah is that uh, yeah i went to one and, and met loads like quite a range of people which is good yeah but yeah. um like composers and actors all and sorts. directors all sorts yeah. good it's a good hunting ground for characters for interesting characters that's a good show yeah, yeah never yeah, done yeah, it maybe yeah, we should yeah. go in our tuxes yeah <laughs> then people will just be taking us off as yeah. characters yeah look at those guys yeah tuxedo guys <laughs> okay on okay a Monday night. i think we could create a feature film around them <laughs> what's their story <clears throat> what's your story yeah. <laughs> okay so um what also is interesting is what you said before about mm. how you are testing different yeah. types of videos on various social media platforms yeah which for me is great i mean that's like super thorough yeah, yeah is that something you've always done or is this a new approach um kind of yeah you do get a feel for uh, different platforms and the different style of stuff that goes out there so yeah. at the very start i started with a youtube channel when that was basically the only video platform and like you could share a youtube video on facebook and people would actually watch it you yeah, know the good old days the good old that's days. when you and i met 
Uh, around yeah. that, or is Thor, was it Thor? We, we met him at Thor, was it 2015 or 2015, maybe a bit later? I think. A bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just past the heyday. Yeah, exactly. Just when Facebook video came in, basically. Yeah. Started inflating all those numbers. That's a separate issue altogether. Indeed. But, um, but you've, you find that YouTube was the go to at first, but yeah. now, and then now I got, uh, there's so many. Okay, so, but I put, I still put all my comedy sketches on my YouTube channel, which yep. is what I started like 2000. 10 or 11 or something and do you find you still get the same numbers as you would go no no not at all completely dropped off i massively neglected that over the years to be fair and they they will pay you for that Mm -hmm. like you as in like not pay you in money for that (laughs) as in like you know they demand you Mm. oh yeah not demand you but like if you you drop off from your regular release uh, release schedule yeah you know you're They'll you, punish you for They'll it. punish you. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of, thank you. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I was grasping for the words. <laughs> Word for this. You pulled it out for me. Uh, they will. And yeah. you'll see those numbers drop. It's true. It's true. Which is disheartening. But thankfully, there's other platforms now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically, what I was saying to you is I have been trying different types of videos on different platforms. So there's even TikTok nowadays, which I've dabbled with. But I've put very basic stuff. It's, it's to the stage where I, I can't devote any more free time to putting in any more like production you know but so for example on youtube i'd still put all my like fully produced sketches on there mm-hmm. uh, and do an end board just in case you never know like it might take over you know people pe- people come across it as well uh, but on facebook i put out the same sketches as well and um, but they're pretty um accessible i'd say and like relatable stuff like that brexit passport one um i put one out um the other week that was like if if parents were you know i don't know if, if you're a football fan but like if you know post-match interviews if, if parents did those basically at the end of the day looking after two or three toddlers and yeah. they're just absolutely right Great. you know stuff like that that's mm. like you know people just get but for weirder stuff like i'm a real like uh, film nerd these days uh, and i completely neglected my twitter there's a theme emerging here but i don't think i tweeted for like a year okay and up until the end of last year and um I follow a guy called uh, Blind Boy. I don't know if do you know his podcast. Well, I, I saw the parody. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah so it that's, was. It was. I mean, that that got so much heat, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He he retweeted it. Yeah, and replied and everything. So um, basically, I made a parody. He's this Irish podcaster and um, like I guess musician really. Mm. Um, and I, I love his podcast. And I've been listening to it for a couple of years now. And I made a parody of it. Which now, although he has his own audience, is still incredibly niche in some ways. That it's a it's a parody of a specific podcast that has sure. a very unique style yeah but it still did really really well and yeah. the people who got it really got it it's niche and that's yeah. what i that's ideally like i really like that we just the the capacity to be as weird as you want to be and so i was like right okay and i got a few followers off the back of that which kind of reinvigorated it so i was like oh right people are actually interacting with my tweets now so all right maybe i'll i'll keep this up so i made a few more of those and started making um, a few more audio sketches, which is a nice kind of format I've been dabbling in. I got. Uh, Do you find it's less time intensive doing the audio ones? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also because you don't need a location, you can do it all in your bedroom it's if crazy, you want. It? It's brilliant. And you know? can kind of. Well, this is what I found about doing the radio mm-hmm. show. Yeah, you can be as inventive as you want. Like yeah. your character could go to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like it's so it's so handy like that. Like I wish, and like there was like a heyday of like radio comedy sketches certainly i was probably the same here but it was the same in ireland as well where people would sell like christmas albums of like their best sketches you know yeah i kind of wish that was because i'm like really getting into it now but 
understandably there's so much more choice he says actually there's something i want to ask you about spotify wise about it later but okay um, that's unrelated but but i started putting those out and then just started making stuff on the phone because people don't seem to mind either particularly now, if i had to choose i'd rather have something that's a bit more polished yeah but if it's between that and not making a video i'd rather make a video yeah days. see i need to adopt your attitude more yeah because i've always been a production snob you know yeah, i've yeah. always wanted to make like high production value stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that takes time yeah you know exactly that making swiped took me months and months to make yeah and yeah. now i'm like writing my next two short film scripts really they'll take ages to make mm-hmm. and a, a lot of long form stuff i'm doing so it's great to do this sort of stuff just to tick over and you've just i yeah. don't know i just just got to get over myself and mm-hmm. just just do it yeah it's hard though like if that is your style though you know like you wouldn't like if you're if you're making well of course short films are probably a different cup of tea basically they have to generally well i guess nothing has to but you know they would be generally pretty well produced but like if your comedy sketches are like you know really well lit or whatever and you know that's if that's how you imagine it yeah go for it but it's just practically speaking 100 just not possible no and also yeah particularly if you're trying to release once a week oh yeah you yeah. don't want to be beholden to a certain production value that you've put out there and you're right this is what my audience expect exactly yeah and like yeah. guys i'm being paid shit for this yeah, so yeah you're gonna have to you know deal with what you get that is the thing yeah not at the moment not making any money from it like great no. scene engagements and i really enjoy it but like I'm putting my own time and money into this, and um, but I'm but I'm still I think for the Facebook stuff it's at a reasonable level that I'm pretty happy with. Like it's a HD camera and and everything. I'm I'm working on sound quality. That's one thing I need to improve. But it's just a bit trickier. Like you you kind of have to you make got a, choice. a Zoom recorder. Uh, I don't, but I can. I have access to one. Like I work with like a production company basically. Yeah, so you and can I just could, buy those. Yeah, I might need to get some like lapel mics as well. I'm also thinking they'd be quite convenient. They're good to have. Yeah. Ideally, like you'd want a boom operator, but practically speaking, that's that's it's tough like i've yeah. been using the shotgun mic on the tight on the top of the microphone yeah which synchronizes the sound as this might be boring to some people but it synchronizes the sound as you film it and it's just such a time saver that's great it, it can be this is shotgun on top of your phone on no on top of my uh, like of a canon like oh, so you're, okay you're shooting on the, this is yeah, for the the, yeah okay and that's in certain areas actually sounds all right but it can be like really reflective the audio and yeah and sometimes it just makes like a squeaking noise you know yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. not ideal yeah and which is an ideal especially if you've recorded it because i often find it mm. i don't know about you sometimes i'm probably quite different to you in terms of when i do do my mm. content my yeah. sort of content sorry when i when i do record these videos on instagram yeah they are very spur of the moment yeah they yeah. haven't been written down they're all improvised mm. And if I record it and then something goes wrong, let's say you listen back and the audio isn't right and you've got to do it again, yeah. I find sometimes the magic is gone. Oh, no, I completely get that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when you initially have that spark of an idea. And you, like, and you have to record yeah. it now. You yeah. have to because otherwise it just it will just go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then when you have to do the second take, even it's like, it's not quite the same now. It's like when you, it's like, if it's sporadic like that, it's like saying the same joke, you know, amongst friends twice, you know. It's yeah. like, no, let me try that again. It's just, it's yeah. not the same, you know. No. But I think, like, I would, that kind of thing is something I'm trying to do more, really. And that's why. I, now, the phone stuff, I generally edit a little bit. Well, actually, no, I've been doing stuff like just one-off impressions or whatever that are just like, now I'd script them usually ahead of time, but like only loosely. I'm, I still, I'm almost have like a rule in my head. I'm like, it's not worth that much time like sure. if, if this might be seen by two people don't don't sweat it too much try to be funny yeah. of course but don't 
don't overthink it. Well, that's a really healthy place to be in. Yeah. To not overthink it and yeah. just to put it out there because it's, it is hard when you put something out there, which is essentially a reflection on you. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that it's going to be judged. Mm. And if it doesn't, sometimes the silence is the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. If right. you don't get, you know, any likes or you, you get yeah. like fuck all mm. love, then immediately you just, oh, no, that was shit. And you, you feel shit about yourself. Yeah. You just, you do. And, and I think it takes quite a bit of time to get past that and have mm. build up. I was going to say like, you know, get tough skin, but even so, it's, that's always going to be there. Yeah. I'm glad you said that actually, because that's what you were saying about earlier about like what, what stopped you from making stuff. I was usually that kind of attitude, I think, that got to me most where um, because I was making less and less, people would be engaging less and less. And then when I would release something, it might get like, I was upset, like not obsessed with views, but like you definitely notice it and can gauge your reaction. And say if something got like a fraction of the views, an old video would get, it used to be such a gut punch, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I put so much time into that. And like, oh, they just, just it's like, does nobody care? Like I put hours into that. But yeah. You have to accept that nobody made you make this. Nobody owes you anything. You know, yeah, at the end of the day, it has to be for you. And you, you can't you can't get too caught up with that. Um, you just have to keep making it. What I've learned is now it's important to be consistent. Well, that is the main thing. So even if you do have two or three, four videos in a row where they don't do very well or whatever, people are still aware of you in a way, you know. And I, I see a lot of people reach a tipping point and they're usually like, comedians who usually on the internet I've noticed where they might be making videos for a while and then they have one or two that kind of go viral in quick succession and then it's like it's like suddenly everybody switches on and and notices them like you the know room, room next door yeah oh wait what's that have you seen the room next door no I'm gonna just um oh yeah oh yes yes uh, it is yeah so yeah I have get, seen that yeah I'm gonna get up his name just because Michael of, Spicer Michael Spicer That's there it. you go thank yeah, you yeah yeah He's been doing it for, he's been making stuff on the internet for 10 exactly. years. 10 years. Yeah. And he was going and going and going. And he's had a full-time job, you know, yeah. up, up to recently. Yeah. But he just kept on going and, you know, built up his audience. And now it is just like blowing up. And he's just done mm. um, his first live show. show. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, sold yeah. out yeah. in like minutes, I think. Brilliant. Yeah, it's like, amazing. That's ex- that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he's making good stuff for years as well. Years. And, and he had a smaller audience, but. Built up. Yeah. Do you use um, Patreon? No. No, because no. I've started to think about that because he, he's yeah. got a Patreon As and he, some of these other guys do. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I think you're probably at a point where you could do it. For mm-hmm. me personally, the reason why I don't at the moment is because I don't really feel I'm releasing regular enough content yeah. to, uh, yeah, to, to, to think I'd justify it. Justify it, yeah. Absolutely. I have the same, same mindset when I think about it. Like last year, like I wouldn't have done it for the same reason because I'm like, I can't, I just can't. Like you were asking people to donate, like I'm not necessarily, you can build in build in extra stuff, sure, behind the scenes footage or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're mainly just asking people to donate like their money, which I think is fair, like um, to, to encourage you, to support you, to make this, at least you should be consistent. I think like once a week is pretty good standard. Yeah. Now I'd, I'd want to, if I was keeping this up for the next six months, maybe, then, then I would feel comfortable. Uh, setting up one sure because I've done this in the past where I'm like right it's a new year I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do it yeah. and I'd make three or four in a row and, and then, then, and then feeling I goes. <laughs> yeah. and if I set up the Patreon in week one and that's still ticking over I'd yeah. be like oh you know I'm like do I have to like say sorry I'm just gonna shut that down you know Yeah. I wanna know I can 
provide. Yeah, I have the same feeling about Kickstarter. Yeah. I self-funded Swiped. Oh, and did you? Yeah, yeah, I did so because, I don't know, like, I feel like... I've said this before, but I feel I feel like you've got one opportunity with Kickstarter. It's slightly mm. different to Patreon because Patreon is based on you doing stuff regularly. Yeah. Whereas Kickstarter, actually, it could be similar. You could say, look, I'm looking to film 20 sketches over the next few months and I yeah. need to raise funds to cover the production costs of my time. And you could do that. Yeah. But there's something about it that feels slightly different. If you don't have an audience, essentially you're asking friends and family. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, so that's like, true. Hey, hey yeah. guys. Cough up, fellas. Give me, give me some money to make some fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I noticed you're liking my photos, but you're not engaging with my uh, appeal for cash on Kickstarter. Yeah, what's that yeah. about? <laughs> I know you're seeing it. Yeah, out for a drink and you passively, passively <laughs> mention it. All right. Yeah, good. You? Yeah. yeah. Did you get my email? <laughs> no? What's up? Oh, which email did you use? Yeah, yeah, I used them all. Yeah, the one uh, that I put in bold. <laughs> Need your money now, ASAP. Perfect. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, if you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us rate and review us because it makes the world of difference and the more reviews we get the more rates we get the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral whatever that means okay back to the chat so i'll tell you what else i found interesting we rewind a few years Mm. and you fronted that show for e4 right Mm. on e4 yeah that was massive like Mm. you interviewed the rock and kevin hart okay was while that was going on yeah did you have a moment where you thought okay this is it now yeah i this is the moment now with like things really accelerate for me it's not to say that things haven't since then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're fronting a life a tv show then on e4 Mm. what was like your mindset while you're going through all that it was like, I couldn't believe it. At first, I remember, so it wasn't on E4, but it was on all four. Uh, the all four, yeah, sorry. But yeah. these days, that's usually like a stepping stone, you know. For or, sure. And to be honest, not even. Like, look at BBC iPlayer, like things go, you know. And you had clips know. that went viral. Exactly, yeah. The Rock retweeted. He retweeted it, didn't he? Yeah. Clips. It was mental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I, I'd been making sketches. I was still living in Dublin at the time. And uh, I was working in Curry's PC World. And I was in the canteen at lunch and I got an email from a production company, uh, Starstruck Media, who produced it. And yeah. I still work with from time to time. Really good. Really good bunch. And they and I was like, what? I was kind of skeptical. I'll wait till I got home to read it. And it was like, oh, potential thing. They came over. And then I was starting to get really excited because they flew to Dublin to meet me. So I was like, wow, oh, that's a serious statement of intent. This is the producers of it. And then we came up with ideas and we pitched back and forth. And um, eventually, it took even like maybe a year later or something, they commissioned a pilot. And I think I'd moved to England by this stage because I was obviously like pretty optimistic. I was like, right, this is my stepping stone into the UK. So that's, that's what led you to move over to the well, UK? Yeah, yeah. Right. It was a good, you know, it just seemed, it made sense on many levels. And then they commissioned like a whole series. So at that stage, it was like, great, right, we'll make this. And like the ideas, I really liked it as well. And we were, we went for it. You know, we did some, basically the idea was I, I was an aspiring actor who blagged my way into these movie junkets yeah, yeah. and made an absolute tit of myself, basically, uh, just like handing them the worst headshots imaginable, <laughs> coming in with a coffee stain on my shirt, like, um, I took my shirt off in front of the rock and Kevin yeah. Hart to show them my muscles. That, that's what went viral, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so when that happened, I was like, yes, here we go. And then basically it's just kind of 
they were sporadic enough the episodes were like every couple of months it was basically because it was an online show and because we were definitely going to be a bit weird in the junket people didn't really want to let us interview people too readily you know right so the opportunities got fewer and fewer and then in the end we only made three episodes and it just kind of fizzled out there's still the budget there like channel four still commissioned more but i don't think i don't think we'll see anymore but that was kind of really disheartening like i remember uh, so, but had you had you built it up then in your mind that you thought this yeah. is going to be the turning point now yeah yeah 100 percent. when i was like there's a certain like sense of achievements when understandably now it's different these days with the internet where you can do it on your own but like if you have someone like the bbc or channel 4 and that like stamp of approval on something you made it's like right this is official i can put this you know I can actually, let's say, look at this thing yeah. I've done officially for someone. Look, mum and dad, I've made it. Yeah, exactly. And like, and yeah, I was like, right, yeah, surely this will this will go really well, and yeah, I'll probably commission more and mm-hmm. we'll keep making them. And it just didn't work out that way, like for a variety of reasons, really. Like the, not for lack of trying or wanting to make them, but what I've come to realize is, um, you really, and just how slow the process is with it's these big so organizations slow, isn't it? you know yourself very well it's incredibly frustrating and um uh, you know and what i've come to realize very slowly um is that you at the end of the day you really have to make these things happen for yourself and make your own stuff so lately i've been there's stuff like Newsjack, which is open at the moment where which is where you can submit your jokes or comedy sketches to a bbc show and they might use them and it's a small fee for them but even stuff like that and then like coming up with ideas that I might pitch to somebody else, I'm like, if it's a sketch, I'm like, why don't I just make it myself these days, you know? And and I think it's to the detriment of these bigger organizations as well. Like I had a meeting with one a couple of months ago, not last year, about like the idea of me potentially just making a sketch for them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. Now, obviously, there is barriers in place there to ensure the stuff they make is. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's good. And mm-hmm. like this, it's endorsed by them. But I couldn't believe just how many steps there were to just making a silly comedy sketch like one not a sketch show just one when knowing well that i could make these ideas now myself like they, they weren't like cgi extravaganzas extravaganzas or anything you know and it's just like this is incredibly frustrating why, why would i go through all this rigmarole yeah it would be nice to have the like the logo of a big you know stamp of approval stamp of approval in the corner but also, they might have their own ideas on it and like on something as small as a sketch. I'm like, why would I? I just want to make it the way I want to make it 100%. And unless, so the aim is, so I'm like, no, just focus on making it yourself until you get to a stage where you're in charge, you know, of what you're making, where you're, they're going to you rather than you're going to them, you know, because it was that kind of, like, it was a nice meeting, but it was kind of a little courtesy as well. You know, I didn't, I had a small enough following online. I, I wouldn't. And this was before I even the start of this year. But yeah, what's dawned on me is really you just have to put the work in yourself and make it happen. And now with the internet, though, that is a possibility, which is great. And like, of course, we've both grown up with the idea of like TV and movie stars and you grow, you know, you're on TV and you've you've made it. Basically, you have a TV series, but um, it's there's no there should be no less. Um, what's the word? I do honor uh kind of sheen unlike and like a career that's successful on the internet you don't really need necessarily need these. you don't need to go down the same traditional channels as yeah. much yeah for sure and you know it's inspiring when you know talking about likes of michael spicer but then mm. also mo the comedian yeah great he, example he started off doing stand-up he's obviously still does stand-up mm. but he i think he was on the circuit for like eight years yeah, yeah. maybe even longer yeah and he was doing well mm-hmm but then he obviously started doing stuff on Instagram and then it's yeah. fast forward and now it's just blown up. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it's hard work and it's about consistency. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're not like, all right, done the sketch. That's it, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I used to feel as well. Same, like, and same. Yeah. When I, when our first, uh, when I did uh, my first, the first group of sketches yeah. on the YouTube channel, we had a sketch called If Men Had Periods. Yeah, yeah. And that got 250,000 views. Yeah. And nice. uh, I was just like, yeah. This is yeah. it. It's done. <laughs> oh man, absolutely the same. So naive. I know. I, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Be like, pat me on the back. I have done. I'd be like, right, pints, anyone, let's celebrate. Yeah. You know, one like viral, semi viral or viral video. Yeah. Like, oh, he's looking at me. He must recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Crazy. I, but I think, do you know what? I think it's really a great lesson <laughs> to go through that early, early do- doors and yeah. in your career because you're going to have rejection and yeah. bumps constantly. Yeah. And the more experience you can have to that and the more open you are to that from an early stage, mm. the more you'll be able to like dust yourself off and just get on with it. Absolutely. I had a time, I think it was like 2017, maybe 2016, where 
was doing a lot of stand up mm. and got to like a few like finals of competitions yeah. and the combination of that and I also had a meeting with a mm-hmm. with a broadcaster mm. about talking about a series right and it got quite far down the line yeah anyway a combination of all these things n- none of them quite happened mm. and I went into a bit of a slump yeah and I went away for a few days and uh, I just sort of said to myself right I can I've got a decision to make here because these kind of things are always going to happen in my career. So I can either let it affect me every time like it is now mm. or just sort of accept this is going to be part and parcel of it and just get on with it. It's not to say that it's not going to affect you when it happens, but I don't let it, it doesn't have the same impact mm. on my sense of well-being. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah, you can't, you can't take it with you. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we used to... Can't take it personally as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it really. Like, and... When you can literally like monitor like <laughs> like the how many like likes or something is getting, it's, it's it can be hard to be like, well, I can like physically see it, you know. In the past, it's like <laughs> you might get a gauge of how something feels or how somebody feels about what you're doing, but now it's like it's right there. Especially like if there's negative comments or something, that's not really that's that's rare to be honest. It's a rarity, yeah, isn't it? As I had one the other day from us because the thing is when you when you've got stuff online mm. you've got stuff that's been it's been there for a few years so mm. i i had a comment on a sketch that released four years ago yeah just saying like um a guy called adam the comment was from a guy called adam said like this is not funny and i just like replied to him classic adam <laughs> honestly that's the best possible response I, that's well. how i try and do it kill him with kindness yeah honestly and what i've learned this is like you can't let them know they've affected you in no, any way. No. Certainly not publicly. You know, I know this is, well, probably I'm not saying don't open up about like if people are getting you down, but never let, that, that. that's the only thing that'll give them satisfaction. For sure. You know? And you have to realize that 99.99% of these comments are utterly baseless and just from a place of like bitterness or jealousy. And like, I got one, uh, like a, a message on Instagram last week that just said, uh, uh, oh, comedy sketches, question mark. You're so unfunny. It's embarrassing. Wow, and I actually thought he's let me off pretty easily there, like genuinely, because you should see some of the vitriol now, especially when the football sketches that I make people get are tribal about that. But I just don't read the sketches, but I read the comments a lot of the times. Just to, and my life has been way happier for it. I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure. And what about the other side of social media? Do you pay much attention to other people? Do you scroll? Are you scrolling a lot, or are you much more? Are you kind of disciplined? Mm. Right, I'm just going to use it to create stuff, put it out there, and leave it at that. Uh, I do find myself scrolling on like Twitter mainly because I just for like a laugh and for a good mix of interesting stuff and funny stuff. I find yeah. that really good. Not so much Facebook anymore. Um, I really just use that to put videos out. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. It's nice to keep up with what friends are doing. And But I wouldn't I wouldn't use Instagram specifically for like memes and stuff. A lot of people do. But yeah. I, I follow a couple of meme accounts, but not that many. Yeah. That's usually just to keep up with friends, really. Okay. And even like stories and stuff like that, I wouldn't post that often myself. I, that Which I probably should. That's one aspect of it nowadays that I dislike is that you kind of have to be social media savvy at the same time. Understandably, it's part of the job, but I feel like it's a different skill set, you know? I wish I, I could just write a comedy sketch and just write a few jokes and put them out. And let that do all the work. But you have to do a little bit more than that. And yeah. my happiest state, like I'm most content when I'm just, say I've done the work and I can just sit down and relax and be alone and just, you know, unwind on my own. I'm quite content with my own thoughts, yeah. you know. Lying in the sofa in your tuxedo. <laughs> exactly, with a cocktail on a Monday night. What more is there? No, that's it. That is the dream. That's the dream. That yeah. is the pinnacle. Yeah. When you've reached that point, you can come home every night in your tux. Mm. You've made it. <laughs> 
I can't wait to wear a tux into the office when we're making football sketches next week. Right, guys. Uh, I'm expecting to see a sketch with yeah. your tux. When you wear a tux to the match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, done. Done. It's done. done. Um, hope there's a part for me in that. For sure. We need two fancy tuxedo guys. That's great. Character. Oh, you haven't you haven't been involved in one since I did my referee. You did, uh, yeah. Referee sketch. That was great. You know, that's, that's done fun. really well. Is it? That was like a, a sponsored one as well. The sponsored oh, yeah. videos are usually like less fun. Cause yeah, because the, the brand. Brands, kind. That's a whole kettle of fish. But like brands are like, usually their feedback is, can we take out all the jokes? I know. You know, it's like, I think it's you're painful. looking for an ad. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is still has to be funny in some way. They literally don't understand comedy. It's actually astonishing. It's like working with aliens examining human society. It's like, mm, I don't understand this. Yeah. But uh, that was actually quite a fun one. We did these. It ones. was a fun one. Yeah. We did these for uh, Nivea and it was uh, like Sunday League stuff. And the one you were in is my favorite one. It was um, basically like the mindset of somebody who's going to take a penalty. Like what goes through their head? And uh, it was <laughs> so I, I go down for a penalty. You were the referee. Uh, sterling performance and we oh, did the, we did it from like the goalkeeper's point of view the kick taker me it was a nice and written the ref yeah, yeah. It I loved really it nice. yeah I lo- so I just, you, you wrote that one uh, yeah me and me and the other yeah, guys it was really nice yeah, it was yeah. a great sketch mm. nice little device mm. but that's got a couple of million though has it really YouTube yeah it's been yeah. taken over yeah yeah that's the funny thing again about like these online videos they just have a life of their own mm. and you end up like splattered around the internet in all sorts of corners it's so and then, you, and then you hear about something like, oh yeah, that thing you're in has got like however many views. Yeah, like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's mental. It's internet fame is the weirdest kind of fame because it's it's so um it can be so you can curate your internet feed so specifically. So say in the past you were in Westlife, right? To be like famous back then, you'd have to be all over mainstream media. Yeah, just so because it's the same for everyone. We're all watching the same stuff, but even still, like. Uh, say your girlfriend's into Westlife yeah, I'm really going with this Westlife thing <laughs> I'd still know who they are just from seeing the ads and stuff sure but somebody could know everything about my videos and their best mate wouldn't even know I exist yeah. nowadays which leads to weird scenarios where people are like oh you're the oh, you're the bloke from the thing and then they're Do you, get that, you get that fair yeah, bit yeah. yeah yeah and then their mate is like what what are you talking about and I look like a weirdo because I'm like stood there like oh yeah yeah you know it's just a I'll make videos from time to time and they're like no trust me they're great and they've like no concept of my existence whatsoever because they wouldn't have they're watching they might prefer murder mystery videos on yeah. YouTube you know? but that's the beauty of it isn't it the internet caters to niches yeah and everyone's got their own little pockets of mm-hmm. interests and you, you like that? Yeah, go for it. It's yeah. over there. You're into taxes? Sure. You go and watch that. It's, you know, anything. I've really overdone this, this tax joke now, but it's I'm fine. I'm going to be getting ads on my phone now for tux. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the scary thing. They're listening to everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not just people listening to this podcast. These phones. Yeah, I mean, I've had some yeah. scary it's spooky, shit. man. Yeah. You're saying something and next thing you know, it's just popping up as a ad. No, nothing but like penis enlargement stuff. I don't know. I think there's some sort of glitch. <laughs> that's this week's that's penis enlargement and tuxedos. But. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> In the Apple store, every time. Bloody hell. <laughs> Your girlfriend's like, babe, what's that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> You're fine just the way you are. <laughs> so are you still doing stand-up as well at the moment? Uh, not as much, kind of sporadically, okay. really. Um, it's It's... I find when you're going down that route of doing content or just creating something general, that takes up your energy. And I'm at a point now, I don't know about you, where like I've only got so much energy to dispense. Like 
the stand-up game is a whole beast. Yeah. From booking gigs and the admin side of things to writing the sets, mm. it takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And like, you want to do something, do it really well. Yeah. Some people, I don't know, maybe, you know, there are some people there that manage to do everything and they do it really well, mm. but it's it's quite a challenge. True. Yeah, for me now, it's it's one or the other at the moment. Like, in, you know, I... I, I I I just made a choice. What I have more experience in, I guess, is the video side of things. So I figured, right, I'll double down on that and go with what I know. I mean, actually, I used to do stand-up quite a bit and got quite comfortable. So I still do it. I still have a couple of gigs lined up over the next couple of months. But here and there, like not nothing, like not every week even, you know. Um, And like you say, yeah, and it takes up time, you know. We're like even just traveling to a gig and coming home. And it's like in that time now, I could be... Uh, editing a video or it could be writing another one or it could be learning how to make something else at home you know or in the office or wherever so i figured right i'm just gonna put that time into that instead um and you're totally right though i feel like if you overstretch yourself even i feel like i'm getting there now with the different types of videos that feels like even that's a bit silly to be making videos that i just put on one platform and, and videos that i just put on another but I feel like one would be diluted by, you know, the focus on another, you know, like my, you just, yeah, there's just not enough hours in the week, really. Yeah. And stand up is, man, it's, it's, that is like, there's no purer form of like rejection than a live audience not laughing at your joke. Is that like, it's, it's tough, you know, like, you know yourself very much. I mean, you've been to Edinburgh now a couple of times as well. Like I didn't do it that much, but it's just, um, and sometimes as well, like when you when you're in the habit of making videos, it's like right, I made this sketch in an afternoon, uh, and that was seen by a hundred thousand people. I did a gig under a pub last night, and there was five people there. That's the difference, you know. Which is not totally fair to stand up. That is part of it. You have to do those gigs, sure, in the long run. But when they're right next to each other, like clear as day, it's like Jesus, you know. There's, <laughs> I think you get to you. You reach a certain point and you have a decision to make yeah. and you kind of like, you've explored different areas and mm. then you're like, okay, I could, I could do this, but you know, I've, I've only started this maybe a little bit later in the game. It's mm. going to be a massive grind. There's, there's elements that I enjoy and it's good for my joke writing skills or whatever it might yeah. be. Or there's this thing that I've been doing for the last however many years, mm. like it comes supernaturally to me. Mm. I've got an audience there. This is where the momentum is. Yeah. This is what I've got to do. And I think that as a creative is one of the hardest things is to arrive at that decision mm. and just say, you know what, this is the thing that I'm going to commit to. Yeah. And there's a part of it that's like, uh, certainly an element of it to me where it's like, I have to prove myself as a legitimate comedian as well. You know, where I'm like, oh, I have the audacity to think I'm funny with these online videos. Well, yeah, can you do it for real, you know, in real life? So there was an aspect of that where it's kind of like just, you know, just kicking myself as well being like no you have to you have to prove it prove that you can do it but it's a completely different form of comedy entirely you know just and there's no nobody would say like you know like a, a sitcom writer is the you know the i don't know for example like phoebe waller bridge didn't well she did a live show she did a one woman show but like stand up yeah she didn't really. stand up no but nobody would say she's a hack you know like <laughs> you know oh but you, can you do it in you know in a pub no. after that's that is just um yeah it's your own thing isn't it that's you yeah. sort of like that is me yeah. projecting yeah kind of like oh this I need to prove myself mm-hmm. as opposed to it's no one is thinking that oh Sean's made he's making these funny videos but can he do it on stage <laughs> yeah. go on then mate you think you're funny 
It's so true. That would be the worst. That would be the worst trolling. You get that? That would be. They'd get right to the heart of it. And now they know. They it's know. documented now on the internet. Know. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But it's true. And that it, that is like, that is me projecting. The thing is, that's another thing you can't forget is everybody has their own stuff going on. Like your video is a two minute video that they've seen amongst the sea of others on Facebook they might have enjoyed it and given it a like, but then they've forgotten about it. You know, moved on. And I, I'm Don't so aware of that when I'm in that position. Mm. I'll look at I'll look at someone's sketch. I yeah. might look at your sketch or someone else's sketch. It will make me laugh. I give it a like, and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah. So I try and think more and more from that perspective mm. of how actually irrelevant it is to yeah. somebody. Even if it goes viral, if you think about it uh-huh. from our perspective as creators, like wow, this has done serious numbers. It's yeah. got loads of comments. But how much time did that take up of each individual person's mm. day? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of irrelevant to them mm. to a certain degree. It's just because it's an accumulation of loads of people, really. Exactly. That it matters, yeah. But and to them, so for us, from our perspective, it's like, yeah, wow, this yeah. is this big thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, exactly. When it's all focused on, on you, basically, you're seeing the results of it. It's easy to think, wow everybody's looking at this everybody's talking about this you know and it's not it's not really the case yeah but that is a helpful mindset now i've realized to be like don't sweat it just put it out there if it's good if it's bad it doesn't matter you wanted to make it that's all that matters yeah people won't be thinking about it the next day like man i just hated that comedy sketch so damn much sat their desk like i couldn't sleep all night (laughs) i'm so angry i had to break up with my girlfriend you ruined my life yeah it's just they're not thinking about it that's a sketch as well yeah yeah yeah, if people were actually thinking about you as much as you thought yeah what the hell are you doing everyone's out here waiting for you i've been sitting here all day waiting for you to release a sketch (laughs) didn't turn up for work and now i'm fired (laughs) yeah okay so we've covered a a fair bit of ground on the comedy stuff which is great what what do you do outside of creation mm-hmm. writing comedy what what yeah. do you do what's your downtime consist of how do you relax um it's yeah i'm glad like i said earlier i'm glad you asked because i've actually started kind of uh, really reveling in stuff outside of it now because right. now i've regimented the work a bit more yeah so say if i'm in uh in with dream team football crowd i might do a couple of hours after work at home on my own stuff and then the days i'm off i do my own work but when i'm done i'm like right i'm done i have to be because it used to make me anxious just i'd be like and like you know yourself, when you when it's on you, you could always be working. Totally. You know? It's yeah. not like you're working in curries and you're knocking in at 5 a.m. being like, sorry, can I just sell some printers? You know, you could, well, when you're a comedian, <laughs> you could always be writing. Yeah. There's no rules. But I feel like that could send you crazy, really, when you're like, oh, it's 10 p.m. on a Thursday night and you're sitting down and watch something. It's like, mm, somebody else is writing now, you know? You have to give yourself the time where you're like, right. I'm done, right? I'm going to switch off and do something else. So have you got cut-off so, time during the week? Yeah, usually. No, like it's usually around like 6 or 7 p.m. Okay, now that's you're if, done. if I've started when I'm supposed to start. Okay. It's usually in the morning with like with a break. Um, And now, so to, to break from that during the day though, I love going for a walk for a start. It's very basic, but I live in like Southeast London. There's loads of lovely like hills around. On your own? Yeah, yeah. Just put in some music and then just barrel around the place really and that really do you find that also is conducive for conjuring up ideas for sketches yeah 100 so it's not really time off is it yeah no yeah <laughs> but i don't i don't um i enjoy it more then i'm like mm. even though I'm, rather than you just sitting at a desk racking your brains yeah that's that's the hard ooh, that's ooh. the hard one strategy you yeah. wobble over a glass of water <laughs> the power of the audio medium he almost dropped a glass of water not quite <laughs> 
the peril. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You do find yourself thinking of stuff. But if you say, for example, you were writing something, that's a useful break where it's like, oh, right. Yeah, that's occurred to me now. And that, that helps a lot. Um, also lately, I, I for a while, I now I slacked off massively, but I was doing yoga like every week. And I got into that and that was really cool. That was like before work on a Tuesday morning. And man, that made me just feel so good. I'd never done it before. And I've, um, it's kind of, it's like the level of exercise I can comfortably do at my fitness level, you know, where I'm like that and like walking around hills and stuff is, uh, you wouldn't find me jogging or doing circuit training. But yoga, and I just felt so good. And to start off, and like because I'd be in work even earlier those days as well, and I just feel really, really good. So a bit of that, and I, and I do intend to get back into that. And also, like I said earlier, a huge like just cinema movie fan. So I go to the cinemas like almost every week. Uh, the you cinema, go solo? The cinema. Yeah, I go solo as well, which I've, um, yeah, some people are like, oh, I could never go to the cinema on my own. I love but, it. Oh, man, I same. love it. It's the best way. Although, having said that, we should go on a cinema day together. <laughs> Absolutely. Where saw, do you usually go? I go with Peckham. Do you? Okay. Peckham Plex. Okay. So I know we're 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 other sides of the city. We can meet Central. We can meet Central sometime. Yeah. To work. But man, I love it. I, I love I the love whole uh, the whole experience of it. I love watching a movie and literally like enjoying it so much that I forget I even exist. Mm, you know, because the best, isn't it? Isn't it? You know? Because you know, this is actually it's, re- it's related to everything we talked about. Yeah. When you are on your phone looking at a piece of content you're not absorbed in it mm. yeah you're seeing it's it's very fly by night onto the next thing when you're at home watching Netflix you're not absorbed in it because you've got your phone next to you yeah. cinema is that one place you can go mm. and it's just you are completely into that yeah. that film for that hour and a half two hours you are just all in mm. it's, and it's such a great form of escapism yeah yeah Oh, I mean I'm not so, saying anything groundbreaking here. I mean it's just obvious yeah, but. yeah it's true though it's so true I and mean, it's like and it's it's really way it's a good way without even realizing it to be like present, which is what a lot of people talk about these days. And I was doing it, I wasn't didn't even realize. You know, you you do you switch your phone off, and well, you better switch your phone off anyway. Yeah. I'm the kind that would really bother oh, me if really I can see your phone off. screen. I love like a mostly empty cinema screen mm. as well. Oh, that is like yes, just me, thank you. Unfortunate for the film, but good for me. <laughs> uh, but although having said that, I went to see Parasite last week. Oh, how good! And brilliant, and it was completely sold out. But for a film like that, I feel like anybody who's there really wants to be there, and it was like dead silent. Okay. So watching a film like that and everybody being into it is also a really special feeling. I find when just like. Everyone's focused on this one thing, you know? Yeah. I I saw it at Rio, it's just around the corner in Dalston, and yeah. afterwards the whole cinema erupted in yeah. um, applause. Oh yeah. And I haven't been I haven't experienced that many times before. No. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happen. Yeah. It yeah. was a great film. There was a there's a bit in it for anyone who has seen it. It's not a spoiler, but at the end of this montage, you know the bit? Mm-hmm. Where it's just it, everything comes to their head so perfectly. Mm. It was I have to say one of the most enjoyable mo- moments I've ever had in the cinema. Mm. That, that was just, I, I can't even, I'm like stumbling to, it was just so, I felt like standing up and clapping right there in the middle of the film, which would have been terrible cinema etiquette, but it was really how I felt. I was like, oh, that is brilliant. I see what we've done there. That is so good. And you know what else? I, I, I always do this whenever, whenever I get really into a film or something, I'll always go away. And if I didn't really know much about the director, which in this case, you know, clearly I'm not a cinephile because yeah. I didn't know loads about him mm-hmm. before. Do loads of research and to find out, you know, how long he's been going for. Mm. And then did you hear that story for about Harvey Weinstein who like held back his last film really? because he didn't want a scene in there and he, and, uh, 
anyway it did get there in the end yeah. but the, I think the film was almost binned it didn't get like the PR it deserved yeah. and to see like someone really like grind through like we were saying before about you know people who release sketches online or certain people like the comedian those people mm-hmm. who you know have been grinding for years and years and they finally like yeah. having their moment that's a beautiful thing absolutely and it is hope for, it gives us hope doesn't it exactly that's it <laughs> it's comforting knowing yeah, that yeah it is there is no especially with this industry there's no limit to like when you can you can have your break you know you just as long as you are putting in the work and like passionate about it yeah you, you just your time has not passed there's no official like cutoff point it's hard to is like I'm a football fan as well and it's really it's a different completely different era uh, like kind of scenario but like watching that sometimes I'll be like watching these footballers and they're they're 28 I'm 28 now and being like oh they're heading kind of towards the end of their career and I'm like oh my god and then I'm like well hang on I do something completely different yeah. there's not like there's no like comedians over 30 out there you know <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's just you know, with creativity like that you can be any age and it is it, it, it does give you hope like you say exactly yeah and I mean you know so it's been said before but I think one of the great things about comedy is that you develop with life experience yeah. so as you get older you're going to have more stories more experiences and hopefully that will mm-hmm. you know reflect in the work that you're doing 100% yeah you're only going to write about well I mean it, it makes sense to write about what you know you don't have to but a lot of I mean that's where a lot of my ideas will come from yeah that's where the best stuff comes from because you know it's true to life whatever's inspired this you know yeah, and, uh, yeah for sure okay and what about do you find this career is challenging in respect to maintaining re- relationships and that side mm. of things? Um, like, do you mean all kinds of relationships, like social or... Um, more like, you know, personal relationships. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually socially as well. Just in terms of, I think obviously what's great about this industry is that you, it's quite sociable and you meet lots of people. But yeah. then obviously you've got friends who who are outside of it and, and having more regular jobs yeah, yeah. and then potentially girlfriends and, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Have you found that a challenge? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's, that is something that weighs on my mind. Like I'm sure it does many other people where it's like, and like exactly like you say, like I'm the only one of my friends. Well, from all my friends from Dublin are, would have like, you know, regular consistent jobs. Like they all, um, they all work in banks and like, it's very different to me. And like sometimes, and some of them are married now and, uh, you know, they all have girlfriends and they're moving out. And, um, and I do look at that sometimes and think, well, I like the appeal of the, what is it? The, just the, the security, the there, security isn't of that. Yeah. And, and, knowing, and consistency. That's it. The consistency and security of that and thinking, yeah, just being able to be like, right, I'm doing this one thing and that's all I have to account for. Great. And I, but then I always know. If if I packed all the comedy in and found a job like that, it would it would I'd never get over it. And I'd know, say like ten years down the road, I'd be chatting to somebody or or somebody coming up to me and be like, "Oh, do you remember you used to do comedy sketches? Such oh, shame that's never came of that." Yeah, and I, that would just oh, that would that would be a real kick in the teeth, you know. Yeah. So I know until I'm over the fact. That like until I'm at a stage where I'd be okay with saying like right now I need to I'm okay with not achieving my dreams necessarily in this industry. It's just not an option for me to just pursue it like a a kind of a, a more traditional career, shall we say? Um, and yeah, that does certainly in relationships. 
I mean, it's only logical. I'm approaching 30 now. Like my friends will be thinking about getting married. I'm at the stage where a lot of friends, I'm starting to get like wedding invites and uh, friends are having kids. They're settling down and it's only understandable. You're going to see that yourself and say, oh, would I like that maybe? And then I think logically about that um, now. And I'm like, I mean, having a kid and like having a job like this, I'm like, I'm not even my own financial security at times. I'm like, oh, I don't don't know about that. But if I was to throw like a a child in there as well, I'm like, oh, I don't think so. You know, I don't think I could commit to that. And it's 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 a shame not having that option. Well, you do have the option, but it's going to come with extra challenges. But and um, that would certainly affect relationships. It hasn't really affected any of mine yet, particularly. But down the line, 100%, I could see that happening. Or say, say, it does occur to me as well. I'm like, would I like to date somebody who's also doing something similar? So then we're kind of both in it together and we can relate and empathize and be realistic. Or because um, if I was with somebody who had more traditional career, they might get to a stage where they say, well, I have everything sorted out on my end and I want to get married and have a kid. And like, and you're like, well, sorry, you know, I, I can't. I can't commit to that or I can't guarantee that I'll be, you know, financially secure for the foreseeable future. I can totally see why that would cause an issue in relationships. And it does occur to me, you know, in the hypothetical scenarios that go around in your mind, you think, oh yeah, you think the the natural uh, like order of things as society would have us believe is, you know, study, get a job, uh, get in a relationship, get married, buy a house, have kids. And then just, you know, sail into the distance, you know, then just, then just, you know, enjoy that. But, um, and it's, and it can be tough when you're like, I, I don't see any sign of that at the moment, you know, that kind of a picturesque ideal lifestyle that's been laid out for us. But, uh, yeah, for sure. I think it, it does take a certain level of courage to, mm. to ignore all that noise yeah. and, just you know it's like the matrix you're gonna take the blue pill or the red pill yeah you know <clears throat> and and then just fully commit to it which mm. you have but mm. also it's like it's quite a beautiful thing committing to, some, to knowing what you want to be doing with your life and yeah. then like going full pelt for it yeah yeah you know and like you're really good at what you do Thank and you. you know you're a funny funny dude and like i'm sure it's going to be only a matter of time before mm. You get to where, okay, well, let me ask you this. And where would be like the dream then? What would be the dream for, for Sean? Yeah. The dream would be um, writing longer form and acting and stuff like that. So, for example, a sitcom style, say, show. Um, not like laugh track sitcom. I feel like that word is kind of, so you can think of like Big Bang Theory. Not that kind of thing, but like a comedy show like that. Uh, if I was to point out like some I have some like comedy heroes whose careers I would like to emulate in some way and they're usually people who've gone from one medium to another and just kept progressing uh Steve um Steve Coogan for example is a great example so now I'm not a character comedian but the way he's done stand-up and then radio and tv he's done sitcom show he's done mockumentaries he's done a movie and now he has his own character as well in the trip with Rob Brydon. That to me is like, oh, I would love, love to do something like that. Because he's still writing when it comes to the sitcom, the scripted stuff. And he's still, um, and he's acting in other stuff as well. Now he's way further down the line. At the moment, I'm only concerned with comedy stuff, but he would be doing like 
more dramatic stuff as well like I watched Philomena a couple of years ago does that interest you as well doing dramatic yeah, stuff potentially yeah. down the road it's occurred to me I'm like if I'm writing stuff why does it, it does it always have to be funny it's almost like oh hang on there's a whole room in here I'm like I've like I've never even explored that but for now I'm like I'm not going to get too distracted with that I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I've found what I should be doing maybe long term have you taken drama classes before uh like acting yeah was, uh yeah i did when i lived in dublin years okay. ago right. well i should probably do some more to be honest i'm very confident like when it comes to comedic stuff but more dramatic stuff yeah i find that a bit more difficult i wouldn't be afraid to try it though mm. for sure um but yeah so i'd love to be like writing stuff like that like um and acting uh in front of camera uh, live shows as well are like a, a dream of course as it would be for any comedian imagine like selling out a, like a, a huge theatre of some kind that would be cool but I think I'd rather the first two the acting and the writing what I do now like the kind of film like filming side of it I've come to realise is really what I enjoy most you know just so having, does directing fall into that as 100%, well 100% yeah. yeah it's funny you say that because I, I started like thinking about that as an option as well because when like you know yourself when you're writing and acting in it and editing it you have experience of every aspect of it and nowadays when you're producing stuff online you have to be multi-talented and and uh like it's and know a bit of everything and i feel like well you know yourself like that's kind of directing is you need to know every aspect of this production and know exactly what you're going for and i feel like i've been kind of doing that so i'm like oh why couldn't i potentially just direct stuff as well you know uh, so 100% yeah I mean long long term girl if I was to say like eh, absolute dream come true would be like um, making films like uh, like Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you know that would be just brilliant you know they're kind of guys who can make stuff that's funny and touching as yeah. well at the same time you know so that would that would be the dream. Past that, I can't see anything. Do you do anything like visualizations or manifestations or, or anything like that? Not really. What do you mean by that? Like- so <clears throat> some people visualize themselves, mm. say, in the future. Yeah. In that scenario, let's yeah. say you as the future Sean in your perfect scenario. So they'll visualize themselves, I don't know, in a sitcom. Oh, And then yeah. picture that in their head, but then also match that with what that will feel like. Yeah. And supposedly like putting that out. Oh, you know, that's, oh, that's part of like. Have you read about that book, The Secret? You read about those no. kind of. There's a whole theory about that. that mm. The more you can visualize and manifest, and the, the the sort of the the sort of quicker you can move towards a dream. Oh, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. You can do sweet of fate. No, that's it. I've thought it. I felt it. <laughs> I'm done, mate. I'm done. No point in doing it now. No point. It. No, no. And not to be fair, I do do that without realizing it was a thing. I guess do when you? I'm daydreaming, I absolutely do fantasize about all these things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're doing it. You know, it you're doing it subconsciously me. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thinking like, oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. oh, imagine if it was like this, and you know, for that, sure. You know, unlike. Uh, watching Graham Norton. I don't know if anybody watches this. Imagining being on being the on there as a guest. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I used to be Jonathan Ross back in the day. Oh yeah, always used to be Jonathan yeah, Ross. Yeah, but man. Graham Norton would be cool. I think anything about Graham Norton, I think about it's like <laughs> sometimes I think about all those conversations firing in so many different directions. You've got to be so focused. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because sometimes I love studying the guests on there, mm. and some look slightly more awkward than others and I understandably so yeah there's that's a lot of pressure 100% yeah yeah and you've got to go in there with your story make sure you hit all your beats you know that story's got to be you got to hit out the park yeah that's the funny story yeah and some people just are are like nervous about it or 
are just not bothered as well. And then yeah. you can tell. It's yeah, like, yeah. You've got a story and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 this happened. And everybody's like, oh, okay. Cool. And then there's a comedian on there. He's like, bang, bang, bang. Kills. Punchline. It's like, I can't believe it's so funny. It's almost like he planned this ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Which they did. But uh, yeah, yeah, that looks like great fun. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, cool, man. This has been a great, great conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap it up by asking what I ask every guest at the end of episode. Mm -hmm. What does the idea of balance mean to you or not? Mm, Balance. Mm, That's a very good question. I'm I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite keen on that idea. I think just the right, um, there is a right amount of everything in your life. Uh, Finding that balance is difficult and i feel like so if i was to think of balance now i think i'm approaching somewhere where i'd be happy with it where i'm like something that makes me content so like putting in the work you gotta put in put in the hours like everybody else but then when you're off just switch off and have the right just don't be too hard on yourself you know at the end of the day don't sweat it but put the work in (laughs) you know still still do your thing but don't sweat it at the end of the day. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I can't put it any more. I can't articulate any more specifically than that. That's great, man. That's great advice. <laughs> and it's a good way to sum things up. So um, obviously we've been talking about you on social media. Where can people find out more about you and, and watch your sketches? Yeah, people can find me. Uh, it's at Sean Burke Show. And that's B-U-R-K-E. Or actually S-E-A-N-B-U-R-K-E. I realized how many ways to spell Sean there are as well. Uh, and that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube as well. Great. So any one of those. All right, man. Thanks so much. It's been great. Thanks very much for having me. No worries. Perfect. It was a good one, huh? Yeah, Sean is, as I said at the beginning of the episode, he's a real smart guy. And he's, uh, it's, 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 I think it's cool. It's always cool to like talk with people who are doing things, you know, in their own way obviously like you know the youtube thing is not a new thing but it's if you think about it in the grand scheme of things in terms of like from a comedy perspective it's still considered relatively new coming in through that way so it's great to hear sean's perspective on all things you know content and how he's moved not away but how he's i guess diversified from youtube to creating content for other platforms and yeah also just to talk about this you know this this feeling of of you know how anxious you can get when you release something and you don't necessarily get anything back from anyone you know you don't get any likes or just almost like building up in your head prior to releasing something it's like oh you know is this any good are people gonna like this but then also flipping the coin on its head realizing that these things are so relevant to people in terms of it's just a passing thing a passing moment where they look at your your sketch etc either they like it or they don't and then they move on but it can be hard to remember that when you're when you release something because you know it's it can feel quite vulnerable it can so yeah it was great to talk to sean about all those type of things i did a gig on saturday night at the camden comedy club which was fun and yeah su- surprisingly you know considering all things corona related it was pretty busy it was pretty busy but i feel things now are going to start to to die down and I think I am now going to start working from home. I think I may have mentioned that I do go to this co-working space and write from there. But I think it's probably a sensible thing to do, work from home. I've worked from home for many years on and off. So I am kind of used to used to it. But yeah, if you are someone that is doing the same and um, you have time on your hands, then I guess try and use it productively. 
try and write the thing you've been meaning to write if you can you know in between obviously the work you're supposed to be doing but yeah it's it's crazy times out there it is crazy times i've got a friend that i'm speaking to in italy at the moment who is you know in quarantine and it's you know obviously it sounds like a cliche but it's like something out of a film but from what i gather we're we're a few weeks off that so i don't know at the moment it's sort of like very british thing to do at the moment isn't it keep calm and carry on despite everyone going to supermarkets and killing each other over bog roll but yeah just i guess you know what you can use this time for you can go into the back catalogue of balancing acts and listen back to every single episode and then if you haven't done you can subscribe and you can leave a glowing review that's a lovely way to spend your time in self-isolation okay Obviously, I'm joking, you know, you, you, you spend it however you see fit. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I hope you are OK and doing the best that you can in these in these weird times. Until next time, I'll see you later. Balancing Acts is now made in association with the Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a, a two minute video one of my characters on their website they showcase the best new videos on comedy crowd tv which is comedycrowdtv.com and across media platforms so do go and check them out hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.